Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's shaking, Red Nation? It is Jerry Renner with another episode of the Dream Take presented by the Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets at SPNation.com. Another difficult loss. Some good happening tonight, but a 25-point loss nonetheless. Rockets fall 139-114, their second consecutive loss to the Sacramento Kings. And rough, rough night for the Rockets. Uh, but the first half, uh, we saw we saw a lot of good. Uh, we saw Jalen Green, 25 points in the first half. End of the game with 27. Speaking of 27, Jabari Smith, new career high for him. Great stuff from Jabari tonight, I think, on the offensive end. Really stepped up in Kevin Porter's absence tonight. Kevin Porter missing the game with the injury that he picked up in Wednesday's game. 20-point uh, loss. So the Rockets lost by 20 the other night. 25 tonight, and the losing streak is now – What I lost count, honestly. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-game losing streak for the Houston Rockets tonight. Uh, you know, just to kind of uh, fill in the box score after Jabari Smith and Jalen Green. Alperon Shingun, a decent night. No triple-double tonight for P, but 14 points. Seven assists, six boards uh, for him. Who did have a triple-double tonight? DeMontis Sabonis joins Oscar Rob- Oscar Robertson as the only player 
to have 15, 15, and 15. Tonight's bonus, 19 points, 15 rebounds, 16 assists. Really efficient Kings offense. Uh, and I don't want to take that away from them, you know, but a game like this, you know, you're scoring 139 in regulation. It's because you got a really efficient offense and a really bad defense for the Rockets. Uh, also, 27 for Harrison Barnes, 24 for De'Aaron Fox, 22 for Terrence Davis tonight. A rough, rough go at it for the Rockets tonight. But I do want to focus on the good uh, that came out of tonight, and that's Jabari Smith and Jalen Green. Um, you know, Jalen was real hot in that in that first half, and for whatever reason, it just he just didn't show up in the second half. I just, it, it's really hard to describe it. You know, the rock, the Kings are, I don't want to say the Warriors because, but it's this, it's a similar effect that this game had, that this game had on, on some of those Warriors games where the Warriors just go on a big, big, big run in the quarter. Cause that's where the Rockets ultimately lost this game. You know, they were a three point deficit going into halftime and then you're going into the fourth quarter down 20. And that is, um, you know, that's where you lost the game. I hate to say it, but it, it's true. Um, and and look, the, and that's kind of what happened in Wednesday's game where the Rockets kind of were strong for three quarters and then in the fourth quarter fell off. Tonight that, that fall off came um, a, a quarter earlier uh, in, in this one. So honestly, like, it's it's a sim it's a very similar tale that we've seen um you know throughout the year the rockets just they play well for a quarter or two quarters and then they are unable to keep that consistency going and and that is you know that's a struggle like games are four quarters games are not one quarter or two if that were the case the rockets would have a couple more wins by now but playing four quarters of consistent basketball and being able to make adjustments in the middle of the game. That's something that young teams have difficulty doing. Um, and the Rockets are no stranger to that, but that's, that's such as life for the 2022, 23 Houston Rockets. Going to bring up my co-pilot, Michael Brown. He is on the road. So I'm surprised to hear from him, but always a pleasure to have Michael Brown here with me. Kind of softens the blow of a loss like this, but Mike, what's up, man? Hey dude. Uh, yeah, just driving home. Sister's wedding or wedding shower tomorrow, so I'm doing here. Thank you. Trying to be the good big brother. Um, Just wanted to chime in on the way home, talk a little Rockets basketball. Uh, Wait, when's when's the wedding, Mike? February 24th. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. So it's just wedding shower. A lot of people are getting married. Like, I have a friend that's getting married around that time, too, and they're doing, like, wedding stuff this weekend. It's my parents' wedding anniversary this weekend. Shout out, shout out mom and dad. Yep. Mazel to them. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't know how much of the game you caught, Mike, but hopefully you caught the good part, not the bad part. Jalen, Jalen balled out in the first half. Uh, Definitely the ball, ball movement was better in the first half. I didn't catch much of the second half. I'm reading now there was a massive, not massive, there was a fight. Looks like a suspension is taking place. What's that about? Yeah, yeah, that's that's something that we should definitely uh, look into. So uh, in the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, Garrison Matthews and Malik Monk kind of get there's kind of a loose ball that goes into the backcourt. And Garrison Matthews kind of gives Malik Monk a little bit of a shoulder. 
And then Malik Monk doesn't like it, so he takes the ball out of – the ball's dead at this point, uh, but he takes the ball out of Matthew's yeah. hands and kind of just talks, tosses it out. Um, and this happened right in front of the Rockets bench. And so what happened was Malik Monk got a technical ejection. Garrison Matthews technical ejected. But then Tari Eason also got involved and ejected. And so did Chemezi Metsu for the Kings. But where the suspensions may come in, it's, it's, it's questionable as to whether... So I don't know if you saw what the Magic and the Pistons had a couple of weeks ago, right before the yeah, year. Yeah, I saw it. So all of the Magic players came off of the bench and onto the court. And everyone that, that came off of the bench and onto the court an automatic one-game suspension. And so I don't know if they'll say that some of the Rockets players were coming off of the bench, but Jay Sean Tate was left the bench. Um, Jalen Green left the bench. And then also on top of that, um, you can see Jabari Smith like kind of step onto the court. And then Dacian Nix, of all people, was like trying to pull him back, even though it was like minutes after it happened, it seemed. But Dacia Nix really, really put in some value there as as the as the bench warmer for now. But the third string point guard is what we'll call him. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know how deep the like because it was right in front of the Rockets bench, so I'm not sure if if the league will really look into that and say, oh, like yes, that that violates you know the rule that in, that's in the rule book. There definitely could be. Like it wouldn't surprise me at all if um if something like that happens with Jalen and with um and with Jay Sean Tate would definitely suck. Uh but I mean would the Rockets I mean is that really gonna change anything for the Rockets? And I saw Ty 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 balled out tonight at Hey Ty Ty Washington at least we got something a winner to talk about. But good for Ty Ty. I think it's I think it's good that he's getting minutes. I wish those minutes would come here but a lot of his his minutes. Like, look, if it's not Ty Ty, it's Josh Christopher. It's not Josh Christopher, Nation Knicks. Like, that's the thing with the Rockets and, and kind of a consequence of their rebuild is that they just have so many guards that they can't all play at once. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to either come to the Rockets, you know, three, four points a game, or they're going to go to the G League and drop 50. There's no in between. It's 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 one or the other, and and that's just kind of how it goes. But good for Ty Ty. Uh, it should definitely build some confidence for him, um, and hopefully we can get him back up soon. I think if, if this whole thing with Jalen Green and all that happens, uh, we could probably see Ty Ty up in LA in the weekend over the weekend. So I'm going to ask you a question that I already know the answer to, but I have to ask it anyway. Mm-hmm. Is this two game stretch? The camp, the straw that broke the camel's back for Silas. You just lost by what a combined forty-seven points to Sacramento. Forty-five, forty-seven points. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is um, it, I mean, I know the I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you the question. And they wouldn't do it after these two games, but after what happened, because I'm watching the video, the the fight it wasn't a fight; it was a it, it was, was a skirmish. Push. Yeah, like between that, between. These two games, yeah, it's like we've been at rock bottom now for multiple weeks. Is this the time to do it in your eyes to to cut ties with Silas? 
to me, I, I, I honestly thought it should have been the Minnesota game. I, okay. I, I did. I check, check that episode. I think it's a two episodes yeah. back. Um, where I kind of made the case to fire Silas at that, like that, that next day. Um, and of course yeah. it didn't happen. Um, but like, look, you got, you got LA Clippers on Sunday, Lakers on Monday, you're back home for, uh, a quick game with Charlotte. And that could be the one game the Rockets win, uh, in this little stretch of, of just, just horrible, horrible basketball. But then they got two against Minnesota. I mean, like, the thing is, the reason why I said that is because they get two days off right before a road trip. It, 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 there was there was an opportunity there that I think that they could have taken advantage of if they wanted to, but clearly they didn't. Um, I think another – I'm looking at another game as a possibility, and that would be um, Saturday, January 28th against Detroit. That is a big game because that's a winnable game for the Rockets. And if you don't lose that game – or if you lose that game, then you're like, well, and look, and, and between now and then, there are eight games. Yeah. Okay, so say you go, say you go one in seven or two in six. I think if you lose to Detroit, that that could be the straw that finally breaks the camel's back. Because I've heard February first is kind of like a a potential date where they could look into it. Because also. They play that Saturday in Detroit, and then they don't play again until the Wednesday. So you got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. That's three days off. And then you get a home game on that Wednesday, February 1st. So I think that that could maybe be another target date for a potential let's move on from Silas. And look, if you lose these eight games, if you lose all eight of these games, that's a 17-game losing streak. It's worse than what you saw last year. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think they will find a way to win one of these games. But um, and, and that Charlotte game is probably the game you're looking at as, as the gimme game. Uh, it's a home game against Charlotte. You know, and Charlotte is just as bad as us. So um, that's, that's a winnable. I mean, that, but that also could be a game where they look at that and say, maybe that's the game you fire Silas because um, there are, there's like two days off between that game and your next one. So, and if you lose to Charlotte at home, that is your, um, that's, that'll be three more losses after that Clippers, Lakers, Hornets. And that's, that's what a a 12 game losing streak. I think it could happen then. I, I, I really do think, I do think we're looking at now weeks. I think it could happen within the next, couple weeks i don't think this is something that is going to be months i think we're looking at weeks at this point and i and my final thought and i'll i'll let you handle the rest of the show is mm-hmm. i'm not going to celebrate when he's fired because I, I don't like celebrating individuals losing their job it's, it would be upsetting you know he's waited 20 plus years for this opportunity but it's time to cut ties and sometimes it just doesn't work out and I wish him nothing but the best, but our first and foremost care is for the Houston Rockets. And it's just sad, man. You know, I caught the first half. Great first half. The fives were great. Check the box score. We're losing by 22. I mean, they're just, they're lost. They are lost. They are up. You know what creek without a So, always a pleasure, my brother. Schitt's Creek is a great TV show. Oh, so good. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. They are. That's so they are. I wanted to watch the language, but yes, they're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Hey, S-S-C-H-I-T-T. That's how you spell it. That's fair. Hey, by the way, I am going out to the Academy tomorrow buying my Tai Tai Washington jersey. Dude's going to be a Amen. star. <laughs> Maybe you should change his number to 53. But uh, always a pleasure to have Mike up here. Um, if there's one, I, I got a little bit of time for, for a speaker. If anyone wants to come up, I've uh, got Adam up here. So let, let's bring up Adam. Adam, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm horrible. We just lost by 25. But other than that, fantastic. So I had a couple of thoughts. I, I, I agree with you. You know, let's, let's try to be positive. Jalen Green was special in the first half. Um, it was, you know... I, you know, Jabari Smith, I, I think the absence of KPJ definitely assisted in his being kind of empowered to, you know, grab a, grab a rebound, take it up himself. You know, you saw, you saw kind of a little bit more of what you expected to see, um, him coming out of Auburn, um, the, those 10 to 15 minutes that it took just those officials to adjudicate that nothing interaction between Monk Matthews just messed up the whole flow of the game. Just really just terrible. I mean, I don't think the outcome would have necessarily been much different, but it would have been, it would have been different, but it, it just, it's just like how to, you know, it's just, it's just about the watchability of the game. I, I definitely think Sabonis took Shingun's triple double on Wednesday. Personally, you know, he had 19, 15 and 16, you know, tonight, I think he missed out on a triple double on Wednesday by like one rebound. That was interesting. And he had one comfortably in the middle of the third quarter at night. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to – I'm not going to just dogpile on Silas. But I think we should – when we're talking about Silas or the coaching staff, we should try to be more specific. One thing that I think was really the turning point of the game in my mind was at the end of the third quarter, they're down by nine or ten. And within two minutes, two, two, two and a half minutes, they, there's an offensive explosion by Sacramento. They push the lead to 20. A good coach calls a timeout. He didn't call a timeout 
at all. You know, like it's just where, how are you not calling yeah. it? Just, you know, like, just. There was, there was a moment, there was, there was a stretch in the first half uh, where I thought that Silas should have called. I think they were, it was, they were up five at the, like it was, there was a timeout in the second quarter. I want to see, I'm going to pull it up on, on my play by play here that I got pulled up on my laptop, but they were up five. Um, I want to say they were up. Oh, where was it? They were up. I think it was 55 50. Yeah. The Rockets were up or hmm. they were up by like, yeah, they were up by five and then they went down five in, in the course of one timeout stretch. Um, and, and there was like, there were plenty of opportunities, you know, to call a timeout when they, you know, they had several opportunities and they just, it just never happened. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So it was 49, 44 rockets were up with seven minutes to go in the second quarter. And yeah, it was the Kings called timeout and then they didn't call it. So then it goes, um, where is it? Okay. Yeah. Barnes free throws, uh, Murray two point and one. So it's a four Oh run. Jalen gets a three. De'Aaron Fox, alley-oop right here. Then Sabonis, Terrence Davis, Sabonis. And, and like, there's no timeouts there. Like the timeout, the timeout should have happened when Sabonis Nothing. takes the lead. Like, like when you take the lead, that is such a mental hurdle. And, and, and with a young team like the Rockets, they notice it. Like, like I know, I think that a lot of veteran teams, they don't really notice the score during the game but i feel like a young team like the rockets they do keep that in mind and so when they see that oh you know now we're losing we have this whole lead that we built up and now it's now it's gone and our coach is sitting yeah, there with his tail you know, between his legs hand, sitting on his hands and you you contrast that to like mike brown and never been a big mike brown fan the coach the to to be specific i am with this team but i, I was with this team with the LeBron teams and yeah. all that this team, this might be his best coaching job that he's had. You see his passion. You see just the continuous instruction and coaching of the, you know, of his players. And, and you know, a lot of, you know, if, if, if any of that happens with Houston, it's usually one of the assistants. Like Mike, you know, Mike Brown, you, you can see that he just really motivates the, his team. His, his players love, you know, they listen to him. And it's just, it's hard not to just contrast that with Silas and what we've seen. And it's it's just it's it's disheartening to be really honest. Yeah, there, there's just no like, there's just no no. I feel like the way they play, there's no change in game plan. Like they, they don't they don't they don't react. They kind of just they kind of just go through the motions. Yeah. And the, and that's the thing is a team that is a good team doesn't just go through the motions. They 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 fix things if they're broken and. And I feel like the Rockets are acting like there's a big pink elephant in the room that this team it just doesn't work in its current configuration. And when I say team doesn't work, I say the players, coach, uh, you know, front office. And, and I and I explained on, you know, two episodes ago, like kind of how I feel about the whole thing. And that was the last conversation thing that you and I had uh, where it came with, you know, the the coach in, in this specific yeah. rebuild, I, every rebuild's different, but in this specific rebuild, the first person to get the axe is going to be Silas. 
um, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's in a week from now, two weeks from now, at the end of the season, Silas is going to get the, the blame first before anyone. And then it will go probably to the, it'll probably go to the coach. It'll probably go to the front office, I think, first, just because there's so many high level talents like Jalen Green, like Jabari Smith. And then it will go to the players. But I think like Silas is just, like, yeah. it just doesn't work. And, and I, and I just, they're acting like, it, 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 I just, the way that they're responding is if they re, they think that nothing's wrong. And the thing is, and, and this is a point that I've made in the past, this could be the Rockets' plan. Like, this could be, like, this is exactly what they, they kind of want, maybe because they, they're eyeing that, that top of the draft with Wemby. And it, it might be. Yeah, it might be, but, but I just hope. Point, it gets to a point yeah. where it's not healthy. It's not healthy anymore. And, and but and I think we're getting to that you know, point now yeah. where losing as much as it is, as great as it may be for future draft capital. And look, years from now, if the Rockets get Victor Women out, we could look back on this and laugh, laugh our butts off, laugh our asses off about how we were at once this point. And then, you know, we got Wembenyama, Jalen Green, and it's, it all works. But, A, there's no guarantee of that. We know that. But also, just the, the, the culture. The culture is not good. The reason why Sacramento is finally working is because the culture is right. The culture is right within the team. The, the coach matches the players. That was the thing. The players were there last year. They got Sabonis last year. They had a chance to make that late run they they were unable to but then they bring in mike brown who is the right fit for these players and now they've got the most efficient offense in the nba and whether you know the defense needs some work of course but in this western conference this really tight western conference having the best offense is is you know able to get you maybe maybe to the second round i don't know like i feel like that's probably the if everything goes well, that's probably the Kings' total ceiling. But, I mean, it's because everything is finally clicking. And and the sooner we realize in Houston that not all of this is clicking, we can work towards a solution that may click. That's the thing, too, is, like, when Silas goes eventually, there's no guarantee that the next guy they bring in is going to be better. I mean, there, there's – I mean, look, we hope that the guy, next guy will be better. And – the low bar that Steven Silas has set, there's a very good chance that the next guy is better. However, will that next guy bring the Rockets to a contending level? That's something that we won't know until years down the line. There, there should be a guarantee that the next guy's better, but you can't get you can't bet against Fertitta being cheap and not wanting to pay a high quality, high caliber coach. You know, three to five. Maybe, you know, like it's just, he might, you know, that's the only, that's the only reason that this might not work. I did want to talk about Sacramento. So like De'Aaron Fox, he is, you know, so there's a reason why he's top three and fourth quarter scoring because he's actually a real, he's a real, he's a real leader on that team. Okay. First three quarters of a game, he's just focusing on getting his teammates involved, right? He could average 30. He averaged just 24. He got his average night 24, five and five. And that's kind of the, you know, you, you, you can, you know, he's got like a 28% usage rate versus what the highest in the league is like Doncic at 38%. You compare that to KPJ, it just, it's no comparison whatsoever. 
you know, like there's no sense of like, you know, you know, how to manage the team, when to get your teammates involved, when to get yours, you know, feeling the pace of the game, you know, knowing when, you know, you got to speed things up. It's just, there's, they're on two different planets. And, but I don't want to feel, I, I don't want anybody to really have a take like KPJ is the reason why we lost this game. It wouldn't have been better without KP, with KPJ. I, I actually like Jabari being empowered. I liked Shingun, you know, managing, you know, running, you know, the offense running through him a little more. My only issue with Shingun, you know, in terms of like a little bit more is just like, he has, he's just so hesitant shooting the ball and the opponents just, they don't respect his shot whatsoever. So they really only have to play him 12 feet and in. And that's just that, that kind of stops that kind of, it, it, it constrains kind of the, 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 the benefit of running your offense through Shingun because they just don't respect him shooting the three. You know, he's just going to pump fake on the three and try to go in. And he does that every time. Yeah. Well, Adam, it's getting late over here, so I'm going to let you go. But thank you so much for your input, as always. No problem. I appreciate that. Of course. All right. I think that is a stupendous place to park the rocket ship. We'll be back again on Sunday with a much earlier tip uh, against the Los Angeles Clippers. I believe we're looking at a 2 p.m. Houston local time start. That's 12 o'clock on the West Coast for L.A. So that should be interesting to see how the Rockets respond with an early, early, early start against a team like the Clippers. Also, sometimes struggles when they play those early games. Um, But I will be back for the recap episode shortly after that game goes final. And then, of course, again, Monday, another L.A. game. This time, another late start, a 9.30 Houston low-time start. Uh, Mike and I will likely be together for that episode. Uh, thanks so much for everyone tunes in to us uh, episode in, episode out, even though this team has now fallen to 10 and 32. It is rough, rough times for the Rockets. Um, but be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at Dream Shake SBN. You can also head to our Facebook page, give a like over there. And be sure to head, uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter if you'd like to do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J E R E M Y B R E N E R. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode of the Dream Take. And until next time, maybe we'll get a win next time. Go Rockets. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor in chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.